the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, for your program called the Church of the Week. And today we are featuring uh, a beautiful church here that has been in San Antonio for a while called Bethel International Christian Fellowship, pastored by uh, Lee Petty, who happens to be here in uh, in the studio with us. Pastor, welcome to uh, the KSLR studio. Thank you, sir. I'm happy to be here. And God is so good to allow me to be in your presence. And I, I, he <laughs> allowed God, me yeah. to be a part of this, this mm-hmm. family, this KSLR family. Yeah, amen. Well, it's always good to have you here. Uh, you're among friends, so Thank welcome. You. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, what we want to do today is uh, let our listeners know who you are, what your church is about, what God is doing out there. It, we just want to feature uh, you and your family and Bethel. So let's start out with you. Give us a little bit of a background so people get to know who uh, Pastor Lee Petty is. Well, I was born here in um, San Antonio, Texas, and uh, grew up in. Can, can we start over there? Yeah. Stop right there. Any way we can. We'll need to start over okay. from the beginning. Yeah. Sorry about that. This, this is a... Just a conversation. It's just a conversation. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you have to think or you stutter or whatever, don't worry. Yeah. It's natural. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. We're glad that you're joining us today um, as we feature a church in our community here in San Antonio, and that is Bethel International Christian Fellowship, pastored by uh, Pastor Lee Petty. Happens to be here in the studio, and he's going to be telling us a little bit about what's going on there. Pastor, welcome to the studio. Thank you, sir. I'm happy to be here. All right, awesome. We uh, we want everyone to know what's going on at Bethel International. We want to know uh, about you guys and just uh, whatever God has been doing out there. So why don't we start out a little bit uh, with uh, your background story. Tell us who you are, where you come from, uh, and how you ended up uh, pastoring this church. Well, my full name is Leifert J. Petty. I uh, went to Sam Houston High School right here in San Antonio. I uh, went to SAC in St. Phillips uh, for several years. And uh, out of that um, uh, desire to get my education, God called me to the ministry. Hmm. And, uh, and then I began to just work in retail and um, started training as a manager and began to manage clothing stores for several years, and um, until the Lord began to call me from my job to full-time ministry. So you were already an adult when you felt the calling? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I was 25 years old when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and about a year and a half later, um, had this great desire and vision from the Lord um, to preach the gospel. Um, what happened was... Um, when I first accepted the Lord, I went through this really uh, dramatic experience mm. and drama in life where I thought I was really going to either die or kill somebody myself. Wow. And um, 
I called on the Lord and I asked the Lord, if you get me out of this, I would serve him for the rest of my life. And uh, the Lord supernaturally delivered me and sent people to help me. And um, I had made up my mind that I was going to go to church because of the way I had learned how to do things that were illegal, um, I realized that I had to connect with people to learn how to do the right things in order to um, fulfill God's will in yeah. my life as a new Christian. Yeah. And so I started going to church, and um, I had this dream. And in this dream, I, I saw myself standing for thousands and thousands of people preaching hmm. the gospel that I never learned. I heard myself say things, words, wow. scriptures, and I didn't know or remember how I recall, you know, memorizing these scriptures. And Now, and, are you single at this point or are you married already? I am single. Okay. I was going to ask how your wife thought of right. what, what she thought about that, but you're single. Okay, go I'm ahead. I'm single, yeah. and um, I was around 25. And um, I didn't get married until I was 29. Mm-hmm. Um, and But while I was having this dream, I remember so vividly that it was as if um, um, it was so real. I could, I could hear, I could see, I could feel, and I knew it wasn't me. And it was the first time in my life I really realized that God had a really, a really good purpose for me. Yeah. Besides school and besides what I wanted to do in life. And so pretty much um, that's how I accepted my call. Um, as soon as I got saved, immediately the Lord called me to the ministry. How do you, how do you know that you have a calling? Because I've met people that want to pastor a church but don't necessarily have the calling. And then I've met the others that ha- that have the calling and they're trying to run away from it. How do you know for the thousands of people that are listening to them, some of them might might be at that cross point right now where they're having to decide, what am I going to do And I feel this calling? But how do you know when it's God and when it's just, just some crazy idea of yours? Well, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Um when I got saved, all I wanted was to to accept Christ as my Savior because I finally realized that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. I had been into Buddhism and all that other philosophy, philo- philosophical uh, re- religions mm-hmm. and and uh, had been exposed to that. And so when I met Jesus, I met the truth. So once I've met the truth, which is Jesus, I I didn't want to really be anything but saved. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't call myself. Um, I didn't have a desire to preach. I just had a desire to to accept Christ. Yeah. And so um, I didn't want to preach. Mm-hmm. I didn't. And you just you just knew you had the calling, though. You had to obey it. No, I, right. Um, yeah. I knew that when I had the dream and I had more than one mm-hmm. that— you know, there was something to it. And I remember sitting down with my pastor at the time and I told him about the dream I had and then how it, God supernaturally just filled me with his Holy Spirit yeah. in my shower. And then he began to talk to me. And it was like out of, out of all the 25 years that I had been alive, I never knew God was real. I never knew he could talk like he mm-hmm. did. And so out of one experience of accepting Christ, everything else began to just flood my life with revelation and this experience with God that 
revolutionized me forever. So you accept Jesus Christ. You start having these dreams. You know inside of you, inside your spirit, man, you know that God is calling you to pastor a church. Now what? What do you do? How do you, how do you get started? What, what, what steps do you take in order to start the, the ministry? Well, the first thing I did was I, um, I sat down with my pastor. And when I sat down with him, I basically didn't know what was really going on. Mm. And um, so I, did, I didn't know what was going on. I, I just thought everybody experienced what I did. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I just wanted counsel. Mm-hmm. And uh, he began to tell me that I did have a call and that I needed to uh, sit and be discipled. And then eventually he allowed me to preach my first sermon. Mm -hmm. And after he heard me preach my first sermon, he knew without a doubt that Mm -hmm. I was really called to the ministry. Amen. So is it shortly after that that you met uh, your wife, Keely, and um, you guys got married? Tell us about that time in your life. Well, I had been doing my wife um, since I was 15 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, my brother and her brother were best friends. And uh, in our neighborhood, um, whenever my brother and her brother got together, he always had to bring his sisters with him. And so they would come to my house, and I would always notice this young girl. She was a few years younger than me looking at me and staring at me, (laughs) you know, and, and I, you know, I, I, she was a cute and you were girl. looking and staring back. Yeah, I mean she was cute and <laughs> and all, but she was a little too young for me. Yeah, and um, and so I uh, remember telling my brother, I said, "Hey man, I said um, that's a cute girl, but how old is she?" And after he told me she was uh, five years younger than me, mm-hmm. <laughs> she was ten, but she was attracted to me, you know. Yeah. And I know I have it like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so I I had made up my mind that you know at the time you know we were taught. You know, if someone's too young, it's jail bait. And I didn't want to go to prison or jail behind. Right. (laughs) But she didn't look like a little girl. Mm -hmm. And so I waited until she was 18. I went on with my life. And um, at the time, I think I was 25. I mean, 23. And we went out for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it, it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. Really? We did not get along at all. Oh, wow. She was so selfish. Now, you know she's listening to this program. <laughs> she was so selfish. and um, Thank God she's been delivered, huh? <laughs> I knew she, she, she was in love with me because, you know, I could tell. I could look in her eyes. But she, she never really acted on what um, I felt that she, she, you know, this attraction, attraction she had for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how, how did she take the news when you told her, you know what, I've got this calling. I know God's calling me to, to pastor. Well, um, after that first date, we didn't talk for about two years. And then one day, um, she called me on the telephone. And um, after she had talked to my mother, and my mother told her that um, I had accepted the Lord. I was no longer the same Bubba. That's my nickname, Bubba, mm-hmm. uh, anymore. And and I was called to the ministry and and so she still, uh, Keely still wanted to talk to me. So my mother gave Keely my phone number. She called me at work, and she wanted to hear more about this transformation that had happened in my life. Mm-hmm. 
And so we we arranged to meet, and I sat down, and I witnessed to my wife for the first time. And then about um, a couple of weeks later, she came down to San Antonio because she, at the time she was living in Houston, and she accepted the Lord as a Savior. So I led my wife to the Lord, and All now right. she's in full-time ministry with me. Yes, she is. And she's a powerful woman of God. Absolutely. I've heard her teach. She's yes. an amazing teacher yes. and, a, and an amazing prophetess as well. That's right. Let's go there for just a minute yes, because sir. because some people are of, are of the thought that the— the apostles and prophets are no longer around, and you know that's something of the Old Testament. Um, but I, I know I've heard uh, I've heard Pastor Keeley, uh, Prophetess Keeley, and working right in the middle of um, of what God has called her to do in the in the area of prof- the prophetic. So tell us about that. Um, how did she develop this gift? Uh, how is it that uh, that you guys know that this is a uh, that this is something for today? Well, you know what I believe is. If people hang around people with a call, if they have a call, that calling would come forth. Mm-hmm. And because I was called and I had a great desire to please the Lord because of what he had done for me, um, I had chose to live a bona fide Christian life no matter what anybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. I had made up my mind that I'm, I was going to be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and fire baptized. And so when my wife accepted the Lord, immediately God began to deal with her because I don't think God calls just one person to the ministry. Mm -hmm. If it's a family, the whole family's called, but they got to find their place in ministry. Sometimes it's out in the marketplace. Sometimes it's behind the uh, sound uh, board, Mm -hmm. but it's somewhere in the church. And so um, uh, I would pray for hours um, at least an hour a day back then, you know, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, it was, it was really popular to tell somebody I prayed an hour. Right. <laughs> so at the time I was praying about an hour a day. And when I was in prayer, the Lord spoke to me and said, your wife has, is like a flower that's, that's never blossomed. Mm. And, um, and so he showed me right quick that she had a gift that never went forth because no one ever took time to really um, nourish her and and love on her mm-hmm. so that she could be um, an effective person, period. Yeah. And so um, um, I, I shared that word with her because she had gifts that God had placed in her. And uh, after several years, those gifts began to come forth. Mm -hmm. And one of those gifts was that uh, the first one was that she was really called to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. So the first gift was to teach. And the second gift was the prophetic gift. Mm -hmm. Because I really believe, like probably you, that you can't be in fivefold ministry unless um, you have at least two to three gifts that are operating in order to really give a sound word Mm -hmm. and to really be someone who can um, uh, be an effective preacher. Yeah. And so she she really studied, and we studied together, and I poured into her, and I made myself the kind of husband that I wanted to be a platform for her to, for God to spring forth whatever he wanted to do in her. Mm-hmm. So I laid down my desires so that I could make sure that she became all that she could be. And in, in overnight, she just began to just come forth and um um uh, and her ministry had more uh, was more sound than mine mm. 
I think, um, as you know, as a pastor, sometimes, you know, if you don't have the right person in your life, you'll struggle and fall and struggle oh, yeah. and with with a lot of different things and areas mm-hmm. because sometimes people won't connect with you because they're not they're not sure about you or sometimes they're afraid of you mm-hmm. because you could be overly gifted and people won't want right. to talk with you or fellowship with you. And then sometimes you can be underdeveloped and people won't think that you're really called. Mm-hmm. And so because we, she and I were so tight, what I did was I just poured into it because I didn't want her to go through what I had been through. Mm-hmm. And it seemed overnight that she just grew and grew and grew. Yeah, I know she's uh, she's done conferences. Uh, she's been a conference speaker at several different places across the country. And um, I know that there are some things that, that are going on here that she does on her own. So I know God has really used her and used you as well in, in the different areas of ministry to have a well-balanced ministry. Right. Now, let's let's transition over a little bit into the church and find out what's going on there. Um, you've been pastoring Bethel already for a few years. I've known you for five years right. or so, um, and I know that you guys recently moved. So kind of take us through a little bit of the history of the church and, and what's going on there now. Well, in 1996, at 2 o'clock in the morning, I was restless, couldn't sleep. The word has spoken. The Lord has spoken to me years ago that I would pa- pastor a church and I would travel across the nation and minister to his people. Mm. And on this particular night when I couldn't sleep, I felt so restless. I said, well, let me get up. Maybe, maybe God's trying to speak to me. And that's exactly what happened. I sat on my sofa and the Lord called me by my name and said, Lee, I want you to pastor. Well, I, it wasn't new to me. I knew he told me that I would. And that night I had received a rhema mm. to start the ministry. And uh, I was like Moses. I, I remember saying to the Lord, I mean, I stopped him in the middle of the conversation because we were having a dialogue. And I said, are you sure you want me to be a pastor? I felt so inadequate. Mm. And he said, um, Lee, I want you to pastor. And I said, Lord, I said, I'm, I don't think I'd be a good pastor. I'm barely a good husband. And he said, Lee, I want you to pastor. And I said, okay, Lord, if you think I can do it, if you believe I can do it, I'm going to do it. But you, you know, this is what you want me to do. Right. And so um, he told me to name the church Bethel, and then he gave me some other details. And that's where we started uh, in our house. Um. Uh, about a couple of weeks later, and we were in our house about six months, and then we moved to a hotel. From the hotel, we moved to a storefront, and um, our church grew and grew and grew until we moved on Perrin Bidal five uh, five years ago, and that's when our church really took off, Mm -hmm. and uh, um, the Lord spoke to me and told me that that he used the church to really help and develop me to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Cause I used to think when our church grew, you know, I, I, you know, have this anointing to grow a church mm-hmm. and it wasn't that big, but it was enough to show that I was really called because, you know, you're, you know, you have to have fruit and you know, sure. a tree bites fruit. So any pastor that's pastoring ought to have some fruit. Right. And so I began to see fruit and I knew that God had really called me and I felt confident. And so, um, from that point on, uh, we continued to grow and prosper, and God began to continue to speak. And then we moved in our present location here at 8242 Vicar. Um, and that's where we are now. We're, we're um, 
um, finishing out our new sanctuary. We occupy a 19,000 square foot building. Mm-hmm. Uh, we office out of there. We lease space out of there. And um, we want to uh, uh, restore our community through the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So you guys recently moved out here. Um, prior to that, you had been renting. Right. right. You'd been renting, and That's now right. the Lord bless you with your own place where you can begin to dig your roots and begin to build out. Right. So right now you're going through a through a, a phase of, uh, you were telling us, through permits or uh, inspections and things like that. That's right. Give us a little bit of the vision of what, what is uh, up ahead for Bethel as well, it continues to grow. I, I really believe that um, we're, we're, we're about to see a lot more supernatural things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when we first moved in um, and we were looking where well, when we were looking for a building, I, we didn't have a down payment. Uh, we didn't know how we were going to purchase a building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Mark. I, um, I I watch a lot of TBN. I know a lot of pastors. I know a lot of their stories. And um, I hear a lot of white pastors always say, you know, bless God, somebody's donated 500 acres to us. Or somebody will say, somebody just donated a million and a half dollars. Or somebody was always donating yeah. money. And I was thinking, man, you know, you know, is, you know, I'm going to have to talk to the Lord Where when I go at? to heaven. <laughs> because, you know, us black guys don't really, you know, get yeah. that much donated. Mm. And so I it really, and it was affecting me because I was saying, you know, God, you know, are you the same God or the black guys? That you yeah. are the white guys? Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to be funny, but I was being real. <laughs> sure. And um, so when we're looking for a building. What happened was God showed up. Mm-hmm. So we found the right building, and some one of our members donated $20,000. Wow. Praise God. Uh, the building that we now occupy, it had a, a lease a, a agreement because we originally purchased it with a um, – uh, it was a lease purchase. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was a clause in the contract that said um, – um, once we gave him the earnest deposit, uh, the the realtor or broker began to share with us the other details of the contract. And he said, now, what you didn't know, but I'm going to tell you, he said, um, this building comes with a $250,000 um, um, deposit. There is a money set aside from the last leasee who broke their lease they lost their $250,000. Wow. And so God answered my prayer, and he began to show me how <laughs> he's not a respecter of persons. Wow. And so now awesome. we have in an escrow account $250,000 that we can't that touch. That you didn't have to deposit. And we didn't have to make a deposit, but it was already there. So wow. God supplied God. all that we needed. Yes, he does. In order to fulfill the vision he has for us. Mm. That was one of the biggest miracles God ever did had ever done for us financially. Mm-hmm. And it really helped me to know that it doesn't matter if you come from the east side or the west side or north side. What matters is you have a father in heaven and he cares about you. So I guess he answered your question. If he was the he, same God for the blacks as he was for the he, whites. He is not a respecter <laughs> person. That's right. And so he Praise really God. answered my question. He really settled some things in me. And so now from that answer, there's some healing that took place in mm. Amen. Praise the Lord. So tell us about the um, the culture of the church. Um, 
what can someone expect when they walk through the doors? What what does uh, Bethel have to, uh, waiting for them? Well, when you come into Bethel, <laughs> you will hear the praise and the worship. I'm preaching like a black preacher now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Spirit of the Lord is in the place. Yes. So, no, but I, I'm just having fun. But what I want you to know is that we love the Lord. You'll hear um, the sound of of joy and praise. You'll see an array of blacks, whites, and Hispanics. Mm-hmm. You'll see people that are unified and love each other, and they want to make a difference in their community. Amen. That's awesome. Praise yes, God. So you mentioned the address. Again, uh, for those of you listening, um, we're talking to um, Pastor Lee Petty from Bethel International Christian Fellowship. The address is uh, 8242 Vicar Drive. Right. Uh, give us an idea where that's at. That is off of 410 in Perrin Bible. We're located inside the loop near the Rialto Theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if there's anybody who's interested, um, what you do is when you exit uh, 410, if you're coming from Aust- the Austin area, you'll make a left on Perrin Bidal, go inside the loop, and the first light you come to, you make a left, and it'll take you right to our church, which is the second building on the right. All right. What is the biggest need you have right now? Because I know you're kind of you're in kind of in construction uh, and inspection, that kind of thing. What maybe maybe the Lord will give a word to somebody that's listening. What is what is one of your biggest needs right now? You could use some help. In. Well, the biggest need right now is, you know, when you when you move um, a church, a lot of times you will lose sometimes your biggest tithers. Mm or you'll lose stragglers. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lost both. And um, But what God had to teach me was he had to teach me that no matter what, um, he has given all things that pertain to life and godliness into my hands. Yeah. And so what he was really teaching me is not to trust people, but to trust him. He yes. is my source. And so what we could probably use help in is... Um, um uh I'm growing. Yeah. I'm learning. And so I don't I don't really know if there's anything anybody can really help us with except just call us and support us by encouraging us to continue to go on. But everything is already in place. What we've got to do now is finish what we started. Well, I'll tell you what, uh your friends here at AM six thirty KSLR, Pastor Lee are going on the air. I'm going on the air right now and inviting uh, everyone that is listening to us to go out there and meet you in person. Uh, Pastor Lee Petty and his uh, wife, Keely, are uh, pastoring over at uh, Bethel International Christian Fellowship. Again, the address, if you want to go out there and meet with them in person, uh, get to know them. We highly encourage that you do so. Uh, the address is 8242 Vicar Drive. That's here in San Antonio, just inside Loop 410 off of Perrinbeidel. Their Sunday worship service is at 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Is that a, a Bible study or what yes, do you guys do Wednesday nights? Yeah, a family Bible study. Great. And so um, you guys are very involved in the community. You're very involved in the, just the things that are going around. I know that... Uh, that uh, Prophetess Keeley is uh, very involved in helping young ladies and things like that. So if uh, you guys are listening and you want to uh, go out and meet with them and just find out more about this ministry, we invite you to go out there and uh, and to have a look and at the ministry. Uh, get involved. We encourage everyone to find yourself a local church and uh, start out this Sunday by going out there and uh, meeting uh, Pastor Lee in person. Bethel International Christian Fellowship.
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Pastor, any uh, closing comments? Um, no, Mark. Um, I appreciate, you know, what you're doing. And I want to say, you know, it's not easy talking into a mic. Mm-hmm. I'm used to talking to people face to face. But talking into a mic is kind of a struggle for me. Yeah. So you did great. Well, I'm doing my best. All right. <laughs> You're wonderful. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, go out there and meet uh, Pastor Lee Petty in person, Bethel International Christian Fellowship, 8242 Vicar Drive. If you want to give them a call, the number is 210-651-3331. Pastor uh, Lee, thank you so much for being our featured church of the week here at uh, KSLR. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.